Too often, faith becomes more about who is in and who is out or about who belongs and who does not. But in order for spirituality to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. In this podcast, we find incredible people using their faith and life as a catalyst for goodness in this world. Be inspired to discover your own goodness in order to make your life, your family, your community, and your world better. Welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Great to be with you as always. Man, up here in the great north, it feels good because it feels like we finally made it to spring or maybe we crashed straight into summer, but I don't care. It's warm out. I no longer need a coat. And that's that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Now we get to enjoy the few months of summer that we get in spring. And uh, it's the best time. Best time to live up north is in the summer. Wisconsin in the summer is the best. It, well, except for the mosquitoes. They're the worst. And they're already out this year. I digress. I'm just talking. Okay, so great to be with you as always. Make sure that if you haven't yet, you hop on the website, check out that seven-day devotional that is out there. It's only going to be out there till the end of the summer. Then it's going away forever, forever, unless you downloaded it, then you have it forever. And the other thing that I want to mention, of course, the Bring It Home book is out there. Talk about that enough. But then the other thing that came out recently that I've forgotten to mention on this podcast is my publisher, Lake Drive Books. They, um, David, he got a bunch of us uh, Lake Drive Books authors as well as some other of his friends. I know like an editor is on there, a few other people who have not published yet with Lake Drives, but some great people, some that have even been on this podcast. And he got us all together and asked us to write a snippet, like a couple page thing for a publication that he recently put out called Hope for the 2020s. So hop on lakedrivebooks.com and you can order your copy there. Otherwise, you can just find it on Amazon. Just uh, look up Hope for the 2020s Lake Drive Books and you will find it. And there's some some great stuff in there. Uh, what I What I wrote is average at best, but what other people wrote spectacular. And I got a chance to get my hands on a copy of it. I uh, got a copy sent to me last week or the week before, and it's been fun kind of treating it like a little devotional myself, reading some of the, the great work that other fellow authors with uh, Lake Drive Books have put out. So check that out. I, I'll put the I'll put the um, link in the show notes of this episode. Eventually, I'll get it up on my website as well. It's not there yet. So just go to lakedrivebooks.com and you can check it out. All right. Today, uh, it it kind of it wasn't intentional, but last week's episode, I just kind of snuck out that uh, that I'm moving, that my family's relocating, and so I've got some some people mentioned, "Hey, you're moving," and I I tried to reach out to like the people I knew I had to reach out to, and beyond that, you know, people will find out when they find out, and that's fine. That's not I'm not interested in really talking about it. I'm not the kind of guy that's going to put out a glorious Facebook Ode to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, or anything like that. I just kind of want to sneak out the door. That's what I want. I just want to sneak out the door, trust that the work I did in Eau Claire was meaningful, and now on to a new chapter. And like I said, not interested in getting into that. But 
as I was thinking about this, this is a big move. Like this is a big transition. My family has been in Eau Claire, Wisconsin ever since I showed up there pretty much for college in 1994. And my career has been there. It's one of those places because of what my wife Susie and I have done in Eau Claire, mostly, you know, ministry related things, also music related things that it's that place where you know, even though it's a community of 60, 70,000 people, you know, we go to the store and people recognize it. It, it, us. It still feels small because we've been there for so long. So anytime you've been anywhere for so long, and especially if you're, you know, in a career that has you up in front of crowds of people, you know, you just, it's, it's this place that you just, you're so comfortable and you're so used to seeing people that you know, and all of that kind of stuff. And so it's a, it's a big so this will be a big transition. So what year is it now? It, I mean, this is next year would have marked 30 years in Eau Claire, Wisconsin for me, which is really weird to say out loud, but 30 years in, in one place. I mean, there was about two to three years that there's one year we moved out to Minneapolis, but we kept our home in Eau Claire. So one year uh, just during a school year, lived in a small town and taught music, but really other than that have been in Eau Claire. So all that to say, this is a big move for us. It's a big decision. It was, uh, not without a lot. And I mean, a lot of thinking, a lot of conversations. And so what I want to do with this show today, with this episode is I want to use our process of moving as a way to just have kind of an open-ended discussion about leaving, about transitioning, because this is a huge transition. Everything, like just like this, in the snap of a finger, everything has changed. So we are reloc- relocating down to the Madison area. For those of you who are familiar with Wisconsin, I got a job as a non as a executive director at a nonprofit organization in Milton, Wisconsin, which is just south of Madison, Wisconsin. So I'm really thankful for that opportunity and have already started in that position. I'm actually recording this podcast in my new office, which doesn't even have any of my things on the wall yet. And so we're, uh, we're getting our house ready to sell this and it's not just a house friends this is if if you read the book or if you've listened to this podcast for long enough you know that that's actually a house that that i built like built built i didn't hire people to build it like i built it like i susie and i and even my kids like we stood up walls my dad and my mom like this is teamwork it was this place that was a great healing space this house and in the framing nailer that i was just using again for another project this last weekend like that was how i got my aggression out when way back when i got kicked out of the the faith community that i started and if you don't know my story that's a big part of it i started this missional faith community eventually got to this point for a lot of different reasons that was not seen eye to eye with the rest of the leadership team and i told them if they wanted me to leave they needed to ask And after about six months after that conversation, they did. And that was happening as I was building this house. And so that house in some ways was a place of therapy and a place of healing. And then in other ways, it's a place where, you know, I raised 
teenagers and that was hard. You know, I went through, you know, struggles in relationships and that's been hard. Um, you know, we used to have horses on that property and, uh, two horses that we had died and those horses were my kids dreams. And so, you know, there's this piece of that, um, you know, that, that is, that represents my kids' dreams going away. You know, it's not like they totally go away. My oldest daughter still loves horses and wants to do that for a a livelihood. But all that to say, like we're leaving that house, that house that has so much meaning to it. It's actually the second house that we built. So it's not the house that my kids necessarily grew up in, but it's the house that they, they grew into young adults in for sure. You know, they were like late grade school, early middle school when we moved in there. So there's, there's a lot that, that goes with that. And then, you know, so much of what I've done career wise, you know, while I lived in Eau Claire, that's the time when I've been a a speaker, a chaplain, a pastor, just so many different things. Like this place is, is really special. Like this city is really, it's the place where I met my wife. Like the university is where I met Susie. It's where we fell in love. And so it's where I met all of my closest and dearest, not all of them, but it's where I met most of my closest friends, the people that I spend the most time with today, you know, almost all of them minus maybe a couple like they live in Eau Claire and I met them in Eau Claire. So this move is no small thing. And I know that as we go through life, there's opportunities when you have to consider uh, leaving something or you have to consider a transition. And with the listenership of this podcast, one of those obvious things could be, okay, when's the right time to leave a church community that that no longer feels like home um, when's the time to leave a, a friendship that has become toxic or a relationship that feels toxic when's the right time like like what i'm going through what we're going through right now when's the right time to leave a community that you've been a part of for a long time there's a, a lot of space in life where we have to contemplate those decisions and so i just I don't want to pretend like I have the answers because everybody's situation is wildly unique and and everybody's scenario is very different. And so the reason you may be contemplating leaving something, maybe a struggle to like connect with what I'm going to talk about with leaving a, a community that's been so special to me and to my family for so long. And now that I'm thinking about it, man, I, it's like, Next year would have been 30 years. I should have just held out for one more year. So I could have said, hey, I lived in Eau Claire for 30 years. But now I got to say I lived in Eau Claire for 29 years. And that feels so incomplete. Doesn't that feel incomplete? Anyway, <laughs> I digress. All right. The the first. Now, this is the second or third time we've attempted to leave Eau Claire. Okay. So this didn't just come up. We tried it a, a couple of other times. And this is just the time when it finally made sense. The first thing that we, Susie and I, the the first thing that we were thinking about is, you know, and this is kind of a spiritual question and, and I don't even know if it's going to be a question that you're going to agree with, but the first question is simply like, are we done in Eau Claire? Have we done the work that we set out to do in this city? And if the answer is yes, is there more work that we feel be, that that we're led to do or do we feel like there's a 
a bit of a, a feeling of completion to the work that we've done there. And that was a hard question because it's hard to feel like you're done. <laughs> it's hard to feel like you've finished something. It always, you know, I'm a Enneagram seven, like a go-getter, always wanting to start something new. And so it's really hard for me to even consider that, to consider, okay, does it just kind of even feel in like a cosmic spiritual sense as if it's just the right time to be done in this community? And for us, the the first <laughs> the the first this is where it got kind of hard because the initial desire that I had and the, the initial desire that both myself and my wife Susie had in a ministry context is that we wanted to be people who brought people together like Susie's this amazing gatherer I have this heart for equality like it just makes sense that we should be focused on bringing people together and we saw very early on in our church related experience we could see very early on even as young 20 somethings we could see that like church wise and christianity wise and faith wise that um like just wildly disconnected like nobody was on each other's team and so like a big part of our heart was to try to bring people together and we certainly had times when we were able to do that we started this missional community and all of our volunteers came from all these different spaces which is amazing um you know we've done worship events that have brought people to you know music events that brought people together we've done all sorts of things just to help people laugh together um you know help people just enjoy life together and so there's the the hard part about this is i get to this place in my life and i look at the landscape of my my now former community, although I haven't sold the house yet, so you never know. No, I'm just kidding. But when I look at, at that community, I see, hey, it still has a lot of the same problems. <laughs> you know, we still ha are having one nasty church split after another nasty church split. We still are seeing a lot of like, there's just a lack of unity um, in a lot of ways in our town. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't say that any work that I've done or that Susie and I have done or that myself and our friends have done, like none of that work at the end of the day fixed the problem, like made the problem go away. It's And maybe it's just because that's going to be a problem forever. But I do feel like we efforted like we efforted our asses off <laughs> we tried really hard we gave of ourselves we poured out our beings into the desire of unity and we 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 were able to catch glimpses of it we were able to it's like catching like lightning in a bottle you know it's just like there were moments there were moments that were special there were moments that i think were unique to our city because of the work that we were leading there. And so, so that's a piece of it that feels like, okay, like we did what we set out to do. Did it work the way we thought it would work? Nope. Does, does life ever work out the way that you think it's going to work out? Nope. And so as you may be in your own life, be on the cusp of thinking about leaving something and you fill in the blank. Cause I just, I, I spewed out a few, but if you're thinking about leaving something, a space, a place, a church, whatever it is, a relationship, you know, con consider that, like, do you feel as if your work is done there? And that's a different question than do you feel like your work like mattered <laughs> or do you feel like your work, um, 
changed what you hope it would change. Because in my situation, like I look at it and I say, yeah, I did the work I set out to do. It worked in some ways, but in the grand concept, still have the same problems, right? Um, so, so this is more of a personal question, not a, not a corporate question. Like, did you do what you set out to do? And uh, if the answer is yes, great. And that will lead to the second question. Like if you've set done what you set out to do, is there something else that you see on the horizon that you feel like you're supposed to stay wherever you are to do it? You know, maybe you're in a faith community right now and you're, you're just beside yourself because this stinking faith community won't even have the conversation about being inclusive. I'm just throwing out like an example. That's a pretty common example, right? So maybe that's your scenario and you've done, you've tried really hard to get this conversation. Um, and so you've done that part, but now you're like, gosh, it just didn't seem to work that well. So where do we go now? But maybe, maybe you have an idea. Maybe you're like, okay, like I didn't quite get the outcome that I was hoping for with all this work that I did, but, um, and all this passion I put into it, but, but I've got this other thought that I think might be the thing. So I don't want to leave without at least trying it. And so for myself, you know, I always wondered like, and, and people add, boy, did people ask, right? Like, are you going to start an inclusive faith community in Eau Claire? And I just, I never felt uh, after what I've been through in like church scenarios, which is a lot of church splits. And then one that I was at the, the complete center of, um, I always like struggled with that thought, but then I always was like, you know, but we always hear those stories when people say I'm not doing it and then it just happens. Right. So I was always open to it. And even as you've listened to this podcast, you probably heard even like dipped my toes in that water a little bit doing uh, a, a monthly gathering called the chapel. And, uh, and that was really lovely and really meaningful. And so just kind of kept dipping my toes in that pool to see if that's, that was where, you know, that was the next step, you know? So didn't dive into that pool, but definitely dip my toes into that pool. And so I would just encourage you to do the same thing. Like just feel that out a little bit and don't, don't leave until you feel like you're, you're finished with what you set out to do. And that don't leave if you still have a dream for the future in the space or the place or the relationship that you're in. Um, now when I say relationship, I, uh, that one gets a little tricky because for example, if you're in a relationship that's somewhat abusive, you could have all the dreams for the future that you want. But my, <laughs> I don't care what I say in this podcast about other things. If you're in an abusive relationship, just get the hell out and don't, don't wait for it to make sense. Just get out. Okay. Um, but you know, if, if it's like a friendship that just doesn't feel like it once felt or feels like you've drifted apart, then I think you can ask that same question. And sometimes, you know, sometimes friendships are for a season. And as much as we don't like to admit that, that's okay. That's okay. And that usually goes both ways. That's not usually a one-way street. So have you done the work that you set out to do? And do you have more work in front of you that you want to set out to do? When it came down to it, when we were thinking about leaving Eau Claire, it, it felt complete. Like it felt like I, our time there was complete. And when we thought about moving, we got excited about things that we could do in other spaces. And those things might not even be specific as I'm recording this right now, um, but they certainly matter. Okay. The other thing is, and this was important to me. Um, I, I, so when I think about uh, the, the history of Jesus followers, right? When I think about that, what I've seen 
is I, I saw or I read about this Jesus, right? I read about Jesus. And the most important thing I would say that he ever did was that he gathered some really close people around him, um, you know, some men and women, he gathered around him, him and he really focused on a relationship with them. And when he left, when he died, when he left this earth, um, however, you know, we're not going through the resurrection and him, but at the end of the day, he left, right? At the end of the day, he left. And so when he went away, he left a group of people that, that he, I mean, it's, he left a group of people that ended up carrying forward his message. That's what he did. And then those people, several of them wrote things down and did things. They all like were really active and they kind of did the same thing. You know, they, they were passing this on. And, and so this has been a kind of a, a, a group of faithful people who have just been in the business of passing things on and making sure that when they were gone or when they left, that there was something there. Think of Paul. I mean, Paul's a hard guy for me to, to relate with, but one of the things I love about Paul is that he did this work and, and everywhere he would go, he would make sure almost, I mean, almost exactly like Jesus would, he would make sure that there's a group of people that were there that were focused on following Jesus. And then he would go to the next place. It was this really beautiful part of his ministry. And so when I look at Eau Claire and I'm not Jesus, I'm not some, I'm not Paul, I'm not somebody that. <laughs> just I'm just an ordinary guy that's trying my best like everybody is, right? But when I think about this and when I think about the work I set out to do, the work I accomplished, the things I did, I still have a huge heart for that city. I have a huge heart for Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and I want the best for Eau Claire. I want the best for the city, the people of the city, and for the way that faith moves forward in that city. But being that I feel like I'm kind of done or am done, not even kind of, you know, I look at it and I say, okay, are there exciting, interesting, forward moving, moving things happening in this city that I feel like if I just snuck away, people would hardly realize I'm gone. And the answer to that is 100% yes. There are some great young leaders in our community. There are some older leaders in our community. There are people that, you know, I've talked about Beer Church on this podcast. My friend Brian's doing this beautiful thing called Beer Church, celebrating their one-year anniversary. When I put out this podcast, it will have been last week. So we've got that going on. And then, um, you know, there's there's conversations happening that were never happening before. Uh, there's other people. People that I've run into who are contemplating starting things. And so I can sit back and I can just, just look at that community and say, hey, there's some exciting forward movement. There's some progressive movement forward in this community. And it's all happening not because of me. I'm not doing much other than this podcast, which can still affect the community when I'm gone other than this podcast, like this work is being done without me, which is so exciting. And so I feel like I can just sneak out of town and, and you know, the people that love me are going to miss me and I'm going to miss them. But as a whole, you know, people don't even need to notice that I left <laughs> because there's still great work. You know, I was that guy for a long time. I was the guy that filled some of that space. Now I don't feel like I have to be that person. And so that's something to consider as you're moving forward, considering leaving something. And then another thing that has been a, a big consideration is, is, is what's, 
what's best for the greater whole. Now, the greater whole, you know, has to encompass a lot of things. And it can be different for your life. For me, the greater whole, like it, it starts on some level with with yourself, right? You have to honor yourself with your decisions. And that's not selfish. That's just that's just good self-care, right? So do something that honors yourself. And so in this move, you know, I get to do some things that I'm honored to be able to do. To lead a nonprofit is something I'm honored to be able to do again. Um, you know, to there's there's just some space in there for me. I, I won't belabor that point. Number two, am I honoring my family? Well, a big part of this move is to be closer to my wife Susie's family uh, to help out in some ways that she's never been able to help out before. Um, even if it's just for a short while, we don't anticipate this move being forever. Um, I don't think we'll move back to Eau Claire, but um, we don't anticipate being in the Madison area forever. But but I really want to honor, you know, my wife. Um, I want to honor my youngest child who is really interested in, in living outside of Eau Claire. It's never had that opportunity before. Um, so honoring my immediate family, my oldest child is out of the house. So, you know, she can, <laughs> she can ask for money from wherever she is. <laughs> I'm only kind of kidding. Um, but so, is, and then, you know, extended family, is it honoring, you know, certainly my wife's family, you know, so that's honoring the whole. And, um, and so just really taking into consideration, you know, not just my own desires, not just my wife's desires, not just my kids' desires, not just my extended family's desires, but like what seems to be the right thing to do. And for us in this season of life, this seemed to be the right thing to do. It just felt right. And you can't always explain it. You know, I'm trying to explain the process, but at the end of the day, it's just like on the inside of your being, it's got to feel right. And for whatever reason, this felt right. And even this job that I took, it's at a place called the gathering place. Even this job, when I came in and interviewed, like I knew it, like even when I put in my application for it, I, I text, I text Susie and I was like, I, you got to check check this option out and it's real close to where we wanted to be it's a job where you can go to work and leave work at home it's a job that has a ton of flexibility um just it just so so just you know it, it does feel like the greater whole is being honored and then the last thing that i'm going to mention here is does it set you up for success in whatever the next thing is you like, what is the next thing that you're dreaming of? Or what is like the ultimate thing that you're dreaming of? And is this a, a next is leaving is leaving whatever you're considering leaving is that is leaving that space a next step to getting to the space you want to get to. So if you're considering leaving church or leaving a job, whatever that may be, like is leaving that job or is leaving that faith community, is that going to get you closer to that space that you dream of being in. You know, if you dream of being a part of like an inclusive, beautiful church community, and you're currently in one that's not that at all, would leaving that space give you the freedom to explore what's out there more? Um, if you're in a job that you're just really feeling like you, you're done there and you want to move to the next thing, well, do you need to spend a little time there yet to like build yourself a ramp to what's next? Or could you leave tomorrow and would that set you up and would that be the thing that you need to do 
to move closer to whatever that next dream is that you have. In my scenario, like in our scenario, my dream for decades has been to, um, to have property on a river somewhere in Wisconsin and to, from that property, be able to create a livelihood for, for myself, for, you know, my family, whatever that means, you know, wherever my kids are, you know, um, and my wife and I, and, and just create this space, um, that's so beautiful. So, freeing and so lovely and so what this and and so you might be thinking well well then why did you jump into a job and the answer is this number one we got the we're getting the equity i built two houses we built two houses we're getting the equity out of those houses and we'll have cash in the bank to buy our river property and to mostly build our house and so our dream is to when we get to that house we're, we want to be mortgage free because we want to be financially free spiritually free physically free free in all the ways and so this is an opportunity to get money in the bank so that we can start looking for that we also are able to with this job just set things up for success like pay everything off like get ahead get that savings account built up all those kinds of things so that we're preparing ourselves for the next leap of faith which will be that leap when we once again (laughs) when we once again provide for ourselves but we need to have like this intermediate space to get there we needed the time because this is going to be the place where i live where this river property is going to be the place i live out the rest of my life so i'm going to take my time finding the right place and so this felt like a good way to get there and so whatever that is for you you know maybe you're maybe you're on staff at a church and you're like no i'm, I'm feeling led to to start some some sort of community or something like that. We, I wouldn't recommend starting that from where you're at. You might want to jump ship and see what happens, right? And so think about where you want to go and journal about it and talk to friends about it. And then just ask yourself, is the thing you're contemplating leaving, is that going to help you get to that place that you want to go to? If the answer is no, I would say stay put until that answer is right because you don't want to jump off of, a, off of something and then realize that you made a mistake. you know. But at the same time, you don't want to not jump off and wonder for the longest time whether you should have. <laughs> so, so I don't know if I answered any questions, but let's recap real quick. Number one, have you done what you set out to do? wherever you're thinking of contemplating leaving. Have you done what you set out to do? Um, Number two, like, do you have dreams for the future of being in that place that you're thinking about leaving? Because if you do, you should probably stay there. And number, number three, like, do you see, do you see in this space, like there's movement forward and that if you leave, like, it's not that people won't miss you, but will the work continue in meaningful ways with you not there? And if the answer is yes, then, you know, feel free to leave. What's the big deal? Um, another thing is, like, is it, the fourth thing is, is this good for the greater whole? Yes, it has to be good for you, but is it good for the greater whole? Whatever that means to you. And that doesn't mean you're not going to hurt some feelings or hurt hurt some people or create difficult situations, you know, when you leave something. It does. It creates hardships. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, are those people closest to you that matter the most? Are they being cared for well in this transition? Does it make sense for, for the whole? And then finally, 
does leaving whatever you're thinking about leaving, would that get you closer to some sort of dream, um, some sort of some sort of thing that you're striving for in the future? And I think if you contemplate all five of those things, you can come up with a pretty logical conclusion with whether you should or whether you shouldn't leave whatever that thing is that you're considering. What I will tell you is leaving is hard. It's hard emotionally. It's hard physically. It's hard in, in every way. Transitions can be really challenging. Uh, it's It takes a leap of faith. It usually takes a pretty good leap of faith. Uh, and it can be really scary. But at the same time, it can be wildly exhilarating and fun and uh, and just just taking that step forward. Um, you know, it's it's a beaut like taking a taking risks. There's not much more that I enjoy out of life than taking a well thought out risk and moving towards whatever is in the future. So I hope that has been helpful. Um, again, if you want to continue this dialogue outside of this podcast, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you, can, you can send me an email if you want. It's just hello at mattkinzera.com. Those emails come directly to me and not to my big staff that works with me. I don't have a staff. Um, you can uh, you can find me on social media just under my name, Matt Kinzera, or at my website, mattkinzera.com. And until next time, let's keep chasing goodness together.